are now under control. We have your full attention. You are the target of a weapon 60 years in development. You are the target of a system yielded by your enemies. We cannot escape. When you hear this sound, you will. When you hear this sound, you will. We are back for the second act of the show. How is everyone doing tonight? So, in the second act of the show tonight, I thought we'd uh, switch things up and uh, do, some, do something a little bit different. Something we've been, uh, we've been playing around with a little bit. And that is to um, invite you, the audience, into Chapo Trap House, the writer's room. As we, as we attempt to, you know, uh, make, our, make our mark on Hollywood by, you know, pitching TV and movie properties. We'd like to now share with you an idea that we've been working on. And like this is by way of, okay, first of all, the most important question. Is there anyone in the audience tonight who is familiar with a television show called Justified? Thank God. <laughs> For those of you really not awkward if you weren't. <laughs> For those of you not familiar with Justified, it's basically about the world's worst U.S. Marshal. <laughs> it was also the coolest federal law enforcement yeah. officer ever. Those two things are very much connected. <laughs> and so I had him on his relationship with a gentleman named Boyd Crowder, who he uh, dug coal with at one time in Harlem County, Kentucky. And Charlotte, uh, we're doing this here tonight because basically everything I know about the South and the culture is what I learned from this show, Justified. <laughs> And often I have thought to myself, what would it be like? What would it be like if Chapo Trap House existed in the world of Justified? What if we came through Harlan County to do a show? What would that sound like? Folks, I think it might sound a little something like this. I hear it all. County, we've been dealing with company men, G men, team men. Revenue agents in Pinkerton since that great oak was but just a seed. Now, podcasts ain't nothing new. We got a first volume of P-Men, too. Your choice. 
mine shaft or coal slurry. That don't make no difference to me. Uh, for anyone confused about that, that was actually the actor who portrayed Boyd. <laughs> which is our justified spec script. It's called Kentucky Swap, A Justified Story. Now, for those of you who are familiar with our recent live performances where we've uh, pitched movie and TV ideas, you'll notice a similarity with the other ones in them because much like our other attempts at um, pitching movie and TV show ideas, this one largely also revolves around the world of uh, swinging, wife swapping, and deucing. <laughs> so, like, uh, we're like, like to get you in. Like, we're gonna like sort of like riff out and like write an episode of the TV show right now for you guys. And basically, the the, the concept that we're working with here is, uh, is one thing you know. It's like okay, so in Harlan County, Kentucky, and in the state of Kentucky, they have certain certain like strange state rules and regulations. And every, everything, everything that takes place in the show that, that, we're, that we were trying to write here is based on the idea that under very specific circumstances in Kentucky state law, if you uh, do wife swapping stuff with your wife, under certain like, uh, you know, official state sanctioned wife swapping and swinging, um, you know, conventions, you have what under Kentucky state law counts as an injured marriage, which means that all the property held in the marriage now counts as an Indian reservation. So if you are, for instance, a uh, robber baron who would like to dump toxic waste on their land or open a casino or basically just do whatever the fuck you want, uh, you have to get involved in swinging. And for the marshal's office, you know, you're looking for an inn. Who's our inn? Who's the agent that fucks? Literally every female suspect works out for you a crime and lets them get away. Raylan Gibbons. Raylan Gibbons is the hero of the show, uh, portrayed by the actor Timothy Oliphant. Like I said, he's probably the coolest, most handsome guy in the world, but he's also uh, just terrible at his job. Absolutely awful at it. So, I mean, like the way, the way we set this up here is that, like, uh, our idea is um, it's basically like a a sort of like a, the MacGuffin in this episode, the thing everyone's after, is the hottest wife in all of Kentucky. The hottest wife of all of Kentucky, uh, we have named her in our script, um, Casey Klump. <laughs> Casey Klump is married to the hog industry magnate, Clem Klump. And of course, Casey Klump used to uh, perform in adult films under the name Casey Ice. But she's retired from that to become the wife of a hog industry magnate who has been uh, done done by the feds and has taken a plea deal because he was uh, dumping hog waste into school lunches. <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, so how does it work? Like, you know, you, you cop a plea deal, you have to declare bankruptcy, and then, like, the feds, they get to, they get to repossess all of your assets. Especially your wife. Yes. <laughs> and they've got, they've, got, they've got his wife, they've got, uh, you know, beautiful Casey, and they're like, Raylan, we need you to watch after this wife in your apartment. 
What, what do you think happens? <laughs> basically, like, uh, like Casey, like, uh, Casey Plump is the linchpin of the biggest wife swapping network in the Southeast. She's the hottest, he's the hottest wife in all Kentucky, and essentially all swinging has to go through her. So by de facto, that means that all corrupt land deals also have to go through her. So, okay, I've written a scene here. This is, this, is, this is scene one, this is how the episode opens. And uh, uh, we're gonna perform it for you now. There are, there are three characters in this scene. Uh, I will be playing the part of uh, Casey Plump, the hot wife. Uh, Felix will be portraying U.S. Marshal Raymond Givens, and Matt will be portraying uh, hog industry magnate Clem Plump. <laughs> so, uh, scene begins. Uh, this is uh, they're in, they're in the Clump, they're they're in the Clump house as like you know uh, IRS agents appraise all of their. You know all, all of his, uh, you know, rhino heads and um, like elephant foot ottomans and all that shit. And they're just like they're, they're praising it. They're taking it all away from him. So he has to see his life stripped away from him. Yeah, he has like he has like a dodo that's set up like a Billy Big Mouth bass. <laughs> I'll never see it again. And you know, Rayleigh as a U.S. marshal has to, you know, essentially, uh, you know, the marshal service does a lot of things. It tracks down. Tracks down convicts on the loose. That's it, I think. There's a, no, no, no. There's like, there's like a currency thing. That's the trick. That's the trick. No, 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 no. The marshals also do currency stuff. <laughs> what other currency stuff? Don't what know, other I currency don't know. Like, is other than the counterfeiting? Because like, counterfeiting is a secret service. Well, there's other currency stuff you can do. Like, there's other crimes of currency. What? Like, Stealing it? Like reproducing camel cash? What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. Okay. But, like, they, they, they've done something. They do federal courthouse security. I know they do that as well. Uh, federal courthouse security, they also do, uh, like, they have to like protect witnesses. Yeah, right. They have to protect right. witnesses, and then, and then and this becomes uh, crucial to uh, think. I'm sorry, hold on a second. All right. So this is this is scene one. This is the opening scene of the episode. I'm portraying Casey. Felix is railing. Uh, Matt is the husband of Clint. So begins. Marshall, can I fix you a glass of this fine Kentucky bourbon? There's something about seeing my husband's collection of Civil War memorabilia. Elephant head ashtrays and rare Yu-Gi-Oh cards on the auction line that makes my throat as dry as California in the wildfire season. Can I wet your whistle? Well, according to my job, it's against regulation for me to consume alcohol while on duty. You know. Keep me a cool head while carrying a firearm and such. But don't let me stop you from imbibing. The regulations only apply to me. Marshall, judging by that cowboy hat you never take off, I'd be shocked if that head of yours has ever been anything less than cool. It helps keep the sun out of my eyes, but I've got three active investigations into my discharging my service weapon in the bar I live at. So my boss, my ex-wife, and the several dozen people I've shot over the last month might beg to differ. Your assessment of the temperature of my noggin. Well, what's the point of having a head if you can't lose it every now and again? Uh, so stage direction here, Clem walks in in a huff. Marshal, you tell those IRS boys of yours they gotta wear gloves before handling my precious collector's items. One of them got barbecue 
saw sign my Shonen Jump Championship Series to the car. I swear there ain't no more freedom in this country if a businessman gets his finest possessions stripped from him simply for disposing of hog-wasted school lunches. Those kids love those pulled pork sandwiches. Forgive my husband, Marshall. Sometimes I think he sometimes I think he attends to the needs of his hog waste and Yu-Gi-Oh cards more than the certain needs a wife may have. That's a fine rare card, Mr. Glump. You see, the thing is, when he declared bankruptcy and took a plea, they became the government's baseball cards. Yu-Gi-Oh, boy! Yu-Gi-Oh cards! You say go? I can't leave. It's my job. I but I do appreciate the sentimental value out of Nolan Ryland rookie card. I love that card. And my daddy, he sold it to buy into an MLM that sold sawdust pills as vitamin supplements. That's a sad story, Marshall, but I can see you overcome your tragic upbringing to become a man of taste and character. Perhaps my wife could show you a few cards from my private stock. Uh, Casey ushers Raylan away into a secret room with a bed, mirrored ceiling, and the rare Blue Eyes White Dragon first edition card. I sure, I sure hope I haven't put you in an awkward position, both with your husband being ruined and unwilling to satisfy you sexually. Marshall, this is just the first of several awkward positions I'm going to need you to fill. Now, there's not any regulations against sleeping with a material witness in federal investigations, is there? Not the last time I checked. Uh, so Raylan ignores his explicit instructions not to have sex with the wife. But while pumping away, he notices that Clem is watching. That's a mighty fine stroke you got, Marshall. Not since I watched Casey have sex with Hope Hogan have I been disinfected. In the ensuing confusion, Casey and Clem get the chop on Raylan, brain him with a frying pan, and make their escape. So, you know, already, uh, Raylan's already fucked up the case by having sex with the, you know, principal witness. And what, we've, what we are soon to find out is a much larger government investigation. So, essentially, like, where everything we go with this here is that, um, uh, like, uh, uh, Casey and Clem would get the drop on Raylan, and then they escape. But during their escape, Win Duffy, we, we got any Win Duffy heads in the house? He's one of the other uh, longtime villains on Justified. He's sort of like a, a, a Dixie Mafia sort of uh, middle manager. Um, he, he has his own designs on Casey and the, um, the, the wife swapping marriage law, that, the, the power that she represents. And so, like, basically, we want to see where, like, uh, like, a, a, so like, Duffy, like, like, while they're escaping, like, Duffy gets the drop on Clem. And like, sort of like he comically, like he pushes him down a hill, and Clem falls into his private stock of hog waste. And he's like, you know, like like there's steam coming out of his ears because like D Duffy has absconded with his hot wife, and he's covered in his like just grade A quality hog waste. And we have a note here that says, uh, at, at this point, uh, we should note that the role of Clem is played by a comically overqualified actor like Sir Ben Kingsley or Jeremy Irons. Uh, Matt, maybe you could give us a little uh, flavor of what it sounds like when, uh, when uh, Clem falls into his private stock hog waste. No, oh, wow, 
much in the day, hog waste. Oh, sassafras. So this is like, like that, that's more of the first commercial thing. So okay, this is this is the next scene that you've written here. Like this is this is after the first commercial break. This the, the scene opens and uh, you'll remember uh, there's a, a Raylan's boss in the U.S. Marshal Service is Art. You know, uh, Nick Cersei. Nick Cersei, one of the great posters, one of the great uh, political activists of our time. Art's a great character, but he's like Raylan. If you're not familiar with the shit, he's like he's Raylan's long-suffering boss. Like he's the guy who has to clean up all of Raylan's messes. He's the guy that has to. Say, you know, like, David Raylan, why do you have to be so cool all the time? <laughs> so, uh, this is, you know, like, uh, let's see. Um, all right, uh, in this scene, uh, Matt, why don't you read Art? Felix, you stick with Raylan, and I will be the, uh, the, F the unnamed FBI agent in this scene. So, like, this is, this is, a uh, scene opens in Art's office. Art and an FBI agent are reaming out Raylan for letting Clem and Casey escape. Raylan, just what about my order to you? Not to have sex with the hot wife. Did you not understand? Did I mistake you for someone with a working understanding of the English language? I guess it's one of those things, like a scorpion and the frog. The scorpion has sex with witnesses because it's in his nature. In art, you can't go against nature. Well, you're a regular David Attenborough, Raylan. Your stinger has got you in more trouble than just with me. The frog and this little fable you're spinning, our friend and the FBI are furious. Marshall Gibbons, we are less than optimally pleased with your performance. Well, the husband seemed to think my performance was up to snuff. Can you believe he was watching me the whole time? Of course he was watching you, Raylan. They're swingers. And as such, Kaylee was the key to the whole day. Key party. A 10 month FBI sting intended to place a CI at the heart of Kentucky's Swingers Mafia. Casey was the hottest wife in the South End, and now she's Christ knows where doing Christ knows who without her FBI handler. Is this all true? Marshall, the FBI has been running all wife swapping in America since Hoover. <laughs> all real power in this country is held by a few men, and all the power those few men have come from their smoke show wives. Raylan, did you actually think real couples are genuinely into this kind of thing? They all claim to be professional amateurs, but they're really all federal informants. Now, this isn't a total loss. We've been grooming Raylan for a special detachment to our FBI stud task force for wife abusing. With you on the team, we can sheep dip you into the upcoming Swingers Mafia convention at Versailles, Kentucky. We've wired all the rooms for sound and video. We just need you to switch the bowl of keys so that all the keys go to your room. <laughs> all the targets of Operation Devil's Triangle are robber barons who are going to use the state's largest and oldest orgy to remove all their property from the reach of federal government. And if their wives only have sex with you, a federal agent, all their land will belong to the FBI. And we have plans for it that don't involve dumping toxic waste, dog fighting, or casinos. Wait, wait, you're not saying I have to do my business again people watching. Raylan, as God is my witness, I'm going to make sure every member of the Lexington office watches you until our friends at the FBI and every single wife is fully satisfied. Your stroke game belongs to Mr. J. Edgar Hoover from now on. Oh, brother, well, here we go again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh... <laughs> 
So like, yeah, we created this like, I don't know, like we created this idea that uh, this is a this is a continuation of the theme, right? I think fans of our writing will notice that we are under the impression that wife swapping, deucing, uh, all these acts, Eiffel Towering, two brothers doing the Eiffel Tower to a woman who's not their sister, uh, washing machine, stepson and stepdad getting the Don and stepmom out of the washing machine, all that stuff. We all think it has a mystical power because all, all our movies and spec scripts are about community. <laughs> So basically, the, the, the FBI wants to uh, place Raylan now on special detachment to the FBI. Uh, uh, he's a federal swinger now. He is a swinger with a badge, backed by the full, full power of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So like, the FBI is playing their own game here. And like, our idea is that like, if 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 the wives of all of these like gross like local robber barons who all like you know. Uh, you know, like, uh, just dump coal, they want to dump coal slurry into a fucking, like, uh, groundwater. They want to blow the tops off mountains. They want to liberate themselves from all federal regulation and do so by, uh, by, by deucing in a certain, like I said, like, in, in, under Kentucky law, if you wife swap, you have an Indian marriage, your, your shared property and land becomes an Indian reservation. But, we had the idea that the FBI has their own designs on this. And, like, at, at the Versailles Swingers Convention, if they can get all the wives to have sex with Raylan, then all their wealth and property becomes the FBI's. And our idea here was that the FBI essentially wants to create a state within a state that's like the FBI state where like civil rights like just don't apply. And what they want to do is they want to create like a, like a sort of, uh, I don't know, a research triangle, if you will. <laughs> where they can essentially entrap every mentally ill teenager in the company and in the country and sort of treat them into doing uh, acts of domestic, domestic terrorism. They, they use all the money they can create an awesome theme park. <laughs> where, where, where impressionable teens can come, uh, ride the teacups, and then be fitted with a C4 suicide vest. Like, yeah, it is six flags for fake girlfriends who tell you to kill a senator. <laughs> all right, so like, I'm imagining the script here, like, okay, so Casey has been kidnapped by Winduffy. Dixie Mafia middle manager. But like the thing is like now now when Duffy he wants to marry Casey so that he can have access to her land so the Dixie Mafia wants in on it. But in order for it to be an official an officially recognized engine marriage, they need an officially ordained snake handler to preside over it. So then he needs the help of Boyd Crowder, played by played by friend of the show, Walton Goggins, who who is an officially ordained state uh, snake handler. So he wants them to perform a marriage for him, where like where, where Casey becomes his hot wife, so that when they go to the swingers convention, he can uh, accrue the benefits of, of the uh, the Kentucky Swamp. Um, so here, the, the next scene I've written here is one in which it's, it's, it, it takes place in Winduffy's RV, and there is uh, Casey, uh, Boyd Crowder, and uh, Winduffy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who wants to be uh, Boyd? Who wants to be Duffy? I'll be Duffy. You'll be Duffy? You want to be Boyd? Yeah, I can be Boyd. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, play, I'll, I'll play Casey again. This is a small part here. This is a... All right, here we go. I told you, Mr. Duffy, I'm already married to Clem. We've came, we came into this lifestyle together, and any advantage you hope to gain from this swap will only go to my sweet, stupid Clem. Well, Mrs. Glump, despite my admiration for the relationship as forward-thinking as yours, 
There's just the small problem that according to Kentucky's very stringent and specific life swapping laws, you invalidated your swinging certificate with your little diversion with our marshal friend, which would normally be all fine and dandy for me, unless of course your little liaison was due to you working with a certain law enforcement agency. I had sex with Raylan because he's cool. He's probably the most handsome man alive. You see, they call gals like me cougars. Because when we see something we want, we pounce. And men like you all say they're broad-minded, but at the end of the day, you sit here in your fancy RVs and watch women's tennis to get your rocks off. It's all about who owns what to you. You can't possess a woman's heart. Who owns what precisely, my dear? In this case, the who being your husband and the what being a large tract of land that Dixie Mafia would like to build a casino on. And we can't do that until we've officially swapped and to do that, we need to be married, which is why I have my snake-handling friend here to make it official. I assure you, whatever extracurricular activities you're inclined to have no bearing on my fondness towards you, or should you decline my generous offer, my extreme not-fondness for you. This don't make a lick of sense. <laughs> now, normally, I'm not given to being loquacious, but if I could offer my services to you, not just an ordained ink handler and universal life church minister, but by way of a verbose explanation of your current predicament vis-a-vis -vis this year's shotgun wedding. You see, the folks here in Rayland County, you see, the, County. You see the, folks here, the folks here in Harlan County have never had much. And what little we had, we did, was always being taken from us by the coal companies and their gun thugs. If it wasn't them, it was the federal government. All we got is family, you see. And the bond between husband and wife was the most important thing of all. Until men like my daddy, Bo, and Arlo Gibbons... It was Arlo, right? Yeah, Arlo. Yeah. Arlo, Arlo Gibbons were able to take advantage of a certain legal loophole that made it so that certain sexual preferences would render advantage of a certain legal loophole that made it so oh <laughs> blowing the cartridge okay yeah uh would render not just a marriage but all the shared property within free from the interfit from the interference of the government and their heavy-handed taxes and regulations so you see you're the fastest filly of the swinging mafia. All the swing goes through you, and after tomorrow night, we're putting you in the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> and sweetheart, you're gonna raise us. And by the end of night half, the land of the, in the state of Kentucky is gonna belong to us. Can you believe there are folks who call what I do cheating? <laughs> See. <laughs> uh, It's, it's Boyd and Raylan's fathers were the ones that pioneered the uh, Kentucky wife swap law. And like they've been taking advantage of it to like, I don't know, uh, scam disability pension checks. <laughs> or they're playing small ball here. Oh, and then what was the other thing we like, originally we had the idea that uh, Boyd and Duffy thought they were gonna have a bigamous marriage with Casey, but Duffy tricks Boyd by- right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, they, they think that, like, if you do it in an RV in Kentucky, you, that's the only way you can have a bigamous marriage. But Duffy actually gets one over on Boyd.
by like crossing state lines into Tennessee, where that law no longer applies. Yeah, we see. Yeah, like he, he parks the RV slightly over the border in Tennessee, so when Raylan, perf no, when Boy performs the bigamous marriage, it's actually invalid. Yeah. Only Duffy is married to Casey because it was a recently passed law. It was it was a rider attached to an anti-critical race theory. <laughs> that made uh, yeah, that made um, uh, that made, made wife law invalid. Yeah, yeah, completely ended the practice in Tennessee, which is a shame. Yeah. And the nice thing about all this is, like, you know, we've laid a lot of pipe, so to speak, right, to our But now, like, you know, astute watchers justify, they're going to see this episode, and they're going to go, wait, Arlo Gibbons and Bo Crowder, like, they did the wife swapping thing? Can I smell a prequel movie? With full penetration, fully depicted, it's a gala style? Justified babies. That's right. And uh, also, like, uh, our idea for this was that the, uh, the the annual the annual swingers convention in Kentucky is held at the, uh, the like the actual the actual place in Kentucky called Versailles. It's the Kentucky version of Versailles, but like in Kentucky, everyone calls it Versailles, and that is where um, Jackson Brittany from Vanderpump Rules got married. So it holds a, it holds a special place in my heart, and I just like to imagine like basically the art popes of the world. All taking their wives to like a big, a big swap auction, where like yeah, sex takes place. But what's really going down is like rich old men wheeling and dealing to see like who gets to bury uranium down a fucking mine shaft. Yeah, I'm still reeling from the revelation that Jax doesn't marry Stas. I'm on season two. I assumed that they were they were tested for one another. I don't believe in anything anymore. Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson broke up. I mean, just, yeah, that made me start cutting again. <laughs> there's, not, there's not much to believe in in this world anymore. It's hard to, you know, it's just like, it's sad when you see like a perfect relationship like that between two heterosexual people. You know? What can you say? It sucks. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, like, uh, so, so Raylan has to go, like, Raylan is now in a special detachment to the FBI uh, Wife Swap Bureau. Um, so yeah, like, uh, and, 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 and he talks to his dad, and then, like, uh, his dad lets him know that Boyd's in on it. So then, like, uh, it was just, so like, there was a scene, like, we're imagining where, like, uh, Boyd, who's now been betrayed by Duffy, so now he's on Raylan's side, like, they're driving to the Wife Swapping Convention, and... Boyd explains to Raylan like his perspective on this. So let's go with the the second the second Goggins line read here. Figured out a way for everyone to win, excepting for certain members of federal law enforcement like yourself. Now, see, I've dealt with these wife fuckers before. But I can tell you, for a rich man, it's not about what you have, it's about what you give away. That guy's saying, thanks again to him. Some of the most insane shit 
actually deliver a flawless line reading in character for this is like if Ben Kingsley like enthusiastically did Cleaver. <laughs> like yeah, thank you to him. Again. Thanks to Walton. What a fucking yeah. cool guy. I dealt with these black I wish ringtones were still a thing. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, so like, at, yeah, at the big climax, except the, uh... Is that the white sock? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's like, basically, uh, Raylan, like, remember, remember the FBI says, like, you have to get in there, and you have to switch out the bowl. You have to switch the bowl so that all, like, you have to take away, like, all the, like, the, the plastic wound card keys. All go to your room. So like essentially he's just like 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 a like a, a breeding stud for the FBI, and he's gonna be in there, and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to pleasure like upwards of thirty to forty women for yeah. the FBI because if they don't, it's his badge, it's his ass. They've been sitting on this fucking swingers convention for years, and he blew the whole operation by letting Casey go. So now he's on the hook. Yeah, if Raven fucks two of these women and falls asleep, like he is prone to do, he is going to like he's done. He's out of law enforcement. He's gonna be like in front of a committee. Eric Swalwell will be grilling him. His career's over. This is everything, and the job is the only thing he has. Uh, and then, like, I think we were right like in our in our notes, it was that uh, he he like he gets the drop on the Swingers convention and is able to make the switch because the actor Michael Rappaport does a rap performance. That's <laughs> right, right, right. We had the, there's entertainment at the Swinger party, and it is just. Not Michael Rappaport, the character that he played on the show, not uh, Crow, the, the Florida Crow with an inexplicable southern accent. It's just like actually Michael Rappaport. And he's like doing. White silver. Yeah, he's doing like, you know, spin your head on cardboard style rap. <laughs> giving all, you know, giving all these like lesser Coke brothers in history the five pillars. <laughs> Alright, so. It's like, it's like, uh, like how, how would you imagine like uh, like that this goes down here? Because I mean, like we're, it's leading to like the, the standoff that ends in a drawdown. So Leonard is that sex with all the women, but that clam was still is still like psychosexually fixated on him, pulls a gun on him, and, and basically uh, watching him have sex with his wife, and it's, it is getting like more and more keyed up about it. Uh, and so there's a standoff where Raylan uh, is is basically having sex with Kaylee while Clem is standing over him with a gun. And it starts here. Clem goes, "God damn it! You took everything from me. First my hog waist, my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, then my beautiful hot wife. But this ain't over, Marshall. I know you're quick on the draw, but are you quick enough to make Casey come before I raise this gun and pull the trigger?" And then I'm thinking, so the action here is that uh, Raylan looks at Casey and tips his cowboy hat and just goes, Ma'am? I said, Casey climaxes immediately from how hot Raylan is. And at the same time, Raylan shoots Clem's gun from his hand. You bastard! I feel like you want to be Raylan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I give you a little friendly advice? If you wake up in the morning and you lick someone's asshole, eat ass. <laughs> you spend all day licking asshole after asshole, sometimes your breath is gonna smell like shit. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard! 
Does this kind of thing ever actually work for you? There's Kentucky swap law, and there's Marshall's law. And I've killed at least 60 people in the line of duty, and at least half of them were justified. And I still have a job, so you can tell me. Fair enough! FBI agent enters. Okay, okay. Enough of this. Operation Devil's Triangle has been a great success. Raylan, on behalf of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, I want to thank you for your exceptional stud work. Not so fast, Agent Smith. My name is Meneker. Agent Robert Daniel Meneker. <laughs> whatever you, whatever, before you Hoosier boys get too excited, all of you know that I protected your witness and pleased all the wives, but my gun never went off. You mean to tell me you never came even once? Art comes in. Raylan, this may be the first time you've ever exercised trigger discipline. <laughs> My duty as a U.S. Marshal has been fulfilled. But Agent Smith, your plans to turn Harlan County into an FBI state to entrap the mentally ill and unstable and train them to be domestic terrorists is going to have to wait until the next election, please. Because according to Kentucky wife law, none of those swaps counted. Clem again. But someone must have busted! I had a CI take care of that for me. Enter, enter justified character Dewey Crow. Raylan, I did like you said and put my gravy where you said it. Can I go home now? Art again. So you mean to tell me that Dewey Crow is now the single largest landowner in the state of Kentucky? Hot damn! This is the best day of my life! I'm building a gazebo! <laughs> Episode ends. That was just a Kentucky Swamp, a justified story. And uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that about does it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much. stuff together, but uh, that, oh, oh, we're over where it says merchandise. We'll be there. Yeah, so we got come, and say, come and say what's up after the show. Charlotte, North Carolina, this is like the best way to kick off the tour. I want to thank you guys so much for coming out.